Canadian Aquatic Auctions is your place for that aquatic enthusiast and your family this holiday season. With Christmas fast approaching, now is the time to look for that great gift for that special someone who lives the aquatic lifestyle. With years of experience, owner-operator Nelson Fletcher can help you achieve your aquatic needs and goals and help you find that special gift for that aquatic enthusiast you love. You can also converse with other aquatic hobbyists and enthusiasts by logging on to www.aquariumauctions.ca and joining the TAC Room, where you can ask any questions. Visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today at their website at www.aquariumauctions.ca or their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together, we can build lasting relationships based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. During this crisis, over 37 million people don't have access to nutritious food. That's one in 12 seniors and one in seven children. But there is a way we can all help with Feeding America. Their network of 200 food banks are up and running, distributing food to communities in need around the country. If you need help or if you can help, please visit feedingamerica.org to locate a food bank in your community. Together, let's feed the love. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it. Together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Memories can last a lifetime, especially when it comes to the holidays, especially when it involves taking pictures. If you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can count on to make those memories last longer than the holidays. That place is Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers can help you with making your Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate the best ever by taking single shots, family portraits, couple portraits, pet photos, and more. She can also capture the finest winter scenery you can imagine. These photos are available all across the country and around the world at a price that will not empty your wallet for last-minute Christmas shopping. Don't wait until the last minute to get your pictures done in time for the holidays. 
Call Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography at 541-423-5704 or message her at facebook.com slash gratefulheartphotography. Much of her work can be found there. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year from your friends at Grateful Heart Photography. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. 102.5 KZOK with Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Danny, describe Hollywood for me in 15 words or less. No problem. I left as fast as I could and came to Seattle. Danny Bonaducci and Sarah. Mornings on 102.5 KZOK. The Christmas holiday season is here, and if you would like some great tie-dye items for that special someone you love, then Tie-Dye Dreamin' is the place for you. Step out in style with classic tie-dye designs that celebrate whatever holiday you partake in. You can pre-order your favorite designs and items from t-shirts and sweatshirts to COVID-19 masks. Order online at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tie-dye dreaming, or you can call 541-423-5704 anywhere in the United States. Born in the Pacific Northwest, tie-dye dreaming is the place for you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from tie-dye dreaming. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Hey, Superman. So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. When it come to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues, the ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do.
Um, as for the review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass Wednesday nights, man. We're in the building, man, Wednesday nights now, man, from um, 8 to 10. We're going to do an hour tonight. Um, but next week, the uh, fun begins, man. We're going to get really get busy into it. Um, tonight, I just basically want to chop it up, man, do my uh, picks for a wild card, super wild card weekend this Saturday and Sunday coming up. Um, we got a bunch of games coming, six playoff games coming up because you know that the um, NFL has expanded the playoffs from 12 to 14 teams. And um, so the fun begins this weekend, man. So I want to definitely talk about that a little bit, man. And, um, you know, I hope everybody's still doing what they need to be doing, man, and um, taking care of their business, man, regardless of what's going on in the world, man. Make You know, make sure you take care of you. Um, yeah, man, it's playoff weekend, you know, coming up, man. And, and um, I got to say, I'm, I'm proud of my Buccaneers. I'm a Buccaneers fan, if you didn't know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I've been getting, you know, what I've been getting a lot. I've been getting a lot of people saying, "Yo, when were you a Buccaneers fan?" I'm like, I've been a Buccaneers fan. You know, I was a Buccaneers fan when you was laughing at me for being a Buccaneers fan. So, you know, that's my team. I'm, you know, I'm still, you know, um, you know, kind of happy about what they did. I wasn't happy about, you know, getting Tom Brady and all that. I, I, I will tell you that. You know, and, and Rob Gronkowski didn't make it any worse. But if, um, you know, those two have a big influence on what we do this season and what we're going to continue to do, then so be it. Bob is in the building. What's good, Bob? Oh, good things, man. Let me tell you, man. You know, we, yeah, for the time that we took off uh, from doing shows here, um, you know, I got to tell you, you know, phew, just a lot of things happening in sports. I mean, you know, it's just uh, you know, a real, a, 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 a real thing here. You know, that's really going on here with the, uh, you know, with with with, with uh, what we're seeing here now, and uh, the excitement that's really going on. That the fact that uh, we got playoffs going on, and we're actually going to be able to see, we're actually going to be able to see six games this weekend for the NFL playoffs. Instead of four, <clears throat> it almost makes it feel like we are having an eighteenth week of football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and 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 you saying that makes it feel like yeah, this but this is the week that you know, uh, you know, begins to really mean something, I guess. You know what I mean? Because I guess you, you you take it down to the last you know couple of weeks of the season, a couple of you know spots are already clinched. Um, nobody really, you know, I think if you want to talk about the NFC East, you really didn't know what was, you know, who was going to end up, you know, shaking out in that spot. Um, it ended up being Washington, who, you know, who saw, nobody saw that coming. Um, as far as the AFC is concerned, it kind of, you know, shaked out, you know, the way it's supposed to. I mean, Cleveland got in. Um, we expected Cleveland to be better. Um, I didn't expect the Indianapolis Colts to be at number seven. You know, I still don't trust Buffalo. For even though they have the number two spot AFC, I still don't trust them. Um, so um, let's get into it, man. Um, six playoff game. All right. Um, you already know in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs have the bye, and in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers have the bye. Um, let's start off with the first game Saturday, one o'clock. All right, in uh, in in Buffalo Orchard Park, New York. <clears throat> 
the Indianapolis Colts head into um, see the Buffalo Bills, man. And um, I think that uh, that game right there um, should be a lot closer than, you know, um, it's going to get credit for. Uh, the Bills coming into this game 13-3, and uh, well-deserved AFC East champions. Indianapolis Colts coming into this game at, at 11-5. and um, still, you know, um, a decent record. You know, Philip Rivers did, you know, did his thing um, coming over from the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think that um, this this is got to be a, is, to me this to be a really really good game. I like the Buffalo Bills. You know, for you know, you know, uh, Josh Allen being really better this year. Um, now having you know Stephon Diggs along um, with Cole Beasley and the rest of the crew, Devin Singletary to hold down the running game. I'm going up against Colts defense, man. I think that um should be uh, ready for this game, man. Um, you know, this is where they, you know, talked about being. I talked about the Colts before the season started. I like them to um, win actually the AFC South before the, before the season started. Um, I think Philip Rivers did enough. You know, I I I would hope that they, you know, come into this game thinking that they can, you know, do some things, man, and 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 really um kind of challenge. The uh, Buffalo Bills, who a lot of people, you know, are on all of a sudden. A lot of people are on the Buffalo Bills, but I think I saw what I needed to see in Buffalo last year in that playoff game when they played the Houston Texans. I've been talking about that game all season. Um, you know, they they won the AFC East for the first time since 1995. Give them some credit, you know. All right. Um, you know, they need a victory, though, you know. Um, but the Buffalo Bills have a record that nobody's ever going to touch. I don't care what nobody says. You know, you could talk about DiMaggio. You could talk about, you know, uh, uh, Cal Ripken Jr. You could talk about all the records, the unbreakable records. No team is ever going to go to four straight Super Bowls and lose them all. Never. That's never going to happen again in life. So if you wasn't around when that happened, when the Buffalo Bills was going to the Super Bowl back to back to back to back and lost them all to the NFC East, Shout out to the Giants. Shout out to the Cowboys twice. And shout out to Washington. You know, but I think that the Bills, if they, you know, do something like at least get to the big dance, man, um, it'll make a lot of the, that, you know, a lot of people forget that. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, man. Um, Phillip Rivers has done his thing against Buffalo in his career. You know, um, and I think that um, he he needs to, you know, really show that, um, the move from Los Angeles to Indianapolis wasn't just uh, a money grab. You know, go, you know, win your playoff game. Win your game on the road. You know, do what you need to do, man. Phillip Rivers can do it. Um, that Buffalo defense is going to be ready. You know, I think Phillip Rivers is going to throw at least two interceptions. Um, but we're going to get into the scores before we get out of here tonight. I just wanted to kind of, like, talk about the games a little bit. Bob, what's your thoughts on Buffalo um, hosting the Indianapolis Colts on on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Well, I will say this, you know, the Bills and Josh Allen have come a long way. Yeah. I mean, they've pretty, you know, I mean, for the most part, they you know, they proved almost all of us wrong, you know, because a lot of us just did not see Josh Allen as being that playoff, then possibly Super Bowl contending quarterback. We, you know, we were... We were looking at we were, we were looking at Sam Darnold. We we're looking at Baker Mayfield. You know, there's still hope for those two, but uh, you know, you know, at the same time, look at look 
Look at what Josh Allen has done in the span of what three three years now. Got to do it. Got to do it in the playoffs, Bob. Yeah, and uh, that's where I got to say, you're right. They got to do it in the playoffs, and they're they're not going to go. They're going against a team that's not a pushover team. I know that. I know that things would have been much different, you know, as far as games would have been played if Andrew Luck was still quarterback. You know, yeah, we would have been talking much different, talking about things much different there. But think about it too. We're talking about things much different at the same time with Philip Rivers as the quarterback, uh, as a quarterback there, as opposed to a real second stringer, you know, uh, you know, at at, uh, at the helm. So there's a lot to look at and consider there too so again you know you know there is the uh, you know you know the must the must see of the whole bunch you know and you know to understand the point of you know philip rivers still made this team a better team than where they were going to be at with uh god what was his name again with then, then with jacoby Brissett, exactly so we gotta look at that this is going to be a good game I think I think we're looking at games that are all going to be very good, you know. But you know, maybe only you know maybe only some of them are going to be close games. But this one, this one, I think is meant for the Bills to win. And uh, and you know, you know, and if even if the Bills only go only only go through the first round of the playoffs, you know, and believe me, believe me, it will not be over for the Bills even if they only get to the pass the first round and lose and lose the following week you know you know this is just the beginning of a new dynasty for the bills and i just i don't see the bills losing this one i really don't i think it'll be a better game than most people think and i think that's something that they that everyone's really got to look at okay um i think you know the coach defense has kind of fell off in the second half of the season um, and, you know, like you said, Buffalo, the Bills are flying high. Josh Allen's doing his thing. Um, I think Indianapolis was, you know, the top-ranked defense in the league uh, once upon a term. You know, but Josh Allen is, you know, lighting up the defense, and now he's doing his thing. I think the ideal situation for Indianapolis would be to, you know, you know, run Jonathan Taylor and try to keep Buffalo off the field. But what happens if the Colts, you know, you know get behind? You know, um, I think that, um, you know, Josh Allen is going to have his, have his way with that secondary. And if he does, then it's going to be a long day for the Colts. But I think if the Colts can, you know, keep the um, Buffalo offense off the field, that means long drives. That means stay out of third and long, you know. And I think that, um, you know, T.Y. Hilton is still going to be a factor. I think if T.Y. Hilton can get, you know, T.Y. Hilton gets 70 yards catching, uh, I'm receiving um, the Colts. Colts will put a scare into Buffalo. I think T.Y. Hilton has to show up. He has to get the ball. All right. Um, I'm going to give a score later on before we get up out of here, though. But it is going to be a good game. It's going to be a better game than people give it credit for. Um, then you got the Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Um, these teams um, they split their uh, their series in the regular season. Each team winning at home. Seattle beat the Rams a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think that was a game when Jared Goff got hurt. He hurt his thumb. Um, the Rams had chances to win in that game, even when Jared Goff back, uh, banged up. Um, you know, the, the, the NFC West, you know, no matter how you slice it up, 
Seattle, the Rams, the uh, the Niners, the Cardinals. Those those games always be you know always are good games, um, and particularly the Rams defense always seems to give Russell Wilson problems. Um, I think that you know it's going to be the case here as well. Um, Seattle's defense has stepped up in a big way. I think that will be you know it's going to cause a lot of problems for Jared Goff, um, no matter or, who, or whoever starts the quarterback for the Rams. Um, I think that um, the first one, the twenty-one, wins this game. All right, and we'll and I'll let you know who I think is going to win before we get out of here. All right, what's your thoughts on Seattle and the Rams, Bob? We got to look at both teams here because both teams really struggled at points this season, and probably, and probably, and this is where the struggle is really going to count the most. For, for for the quarterbacks, and I think it, I think it's more so, believe it or not, and some people are going to disagree with me. I think it's more so against Russell Wilson than it is against Jared Goff. Because I think I think I think I think things are starting to catch up to him that he can't keep going the way the pace he's going. You know, he's got to get some protection, and he's got they got to let let the running game finally have its way. So you know, mark my words on this one. No matter how this game goes, you know, and the end, the end result is when when uh, the when the season's over and uh, free agency starts, you know, they're they're going to have to consider protection for Russell Wilson. So I think Russell Wilson's more in a struggle because that defense and Russell Wilson alone on the offense can't carry everything, and that's where I, that's where I fear the most. And yeah, I will bring up Jared Goff. He had his struggles too, but I just think. If you if you want to go with the more well balanced team, at the, going going to the end of the season, getting ready for the playoffs, I just think, I just think that the uh, Rams are there more than the uh, Seahawks. Okay, all right, all right. Um, now we get to the reason why we're here. Saturday night in uh, Washington. Hopefully, um, we'll have a game playoff football between. The uh, Washington football team and my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the NFL playoffs. First time since 2007. We always seem to find our way to playing Washington in the playoffs. We play Washington a lot in the playoffs. Um, this Tampa Bay team, I'm proud of them. You know, um, again, like I said, I wasn't really a big supported the Tom Brady deal. Um, but, you know, my Bucks have been impressive on offense these past three games at least. But, again, this Washington football team has a defense that just won't stop. I've been talking about them all year long. Um, you got to put pressure on Tom Brady. I think that, you know, Chase Young and those guys are going to put pressure on Tom Brady. Um, I think that they were going to slow um, Brady down. But in, in, in my mind, this is what I see. I see, um, you know, Brady kind of, you know, establishing guys that, you know, you might, you know, be uh, 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 guys who might not be at the forefront. Maybe a Scotty Miller, you know, maybe, you know, a Leonard Fournette, you know, can and can do some things and, 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 you know, pound away at that defense and, and, and get them, you know, catch them out there because they're so ready to get the pass rush on. They're ready to get at Brady and, you know, just – uh, Ronald Jones and have him kind of stretch that defense out. And the Washington you know, team has problems on offense as well. 
Um, Alex Smith, he was just decent last week. And I think, um, you know, the defense, even, you know, with uh, Devin White probably not playing this week, um, the defense should be able to, you know, deal with what Washington has in the offensive game. I think that um, Washington's defense is going to keep them in this game. They might even get a, turn- a turnover, you know. But I think that um, the Buccaneers, man, um, you know, are, are, are up for the challenge. Um, again, my my biggest concern is going to be my offensive line against that, you know, very, very active defensive front of Washington. You know, that's going to be the biggest part of that game. I think that, you know, um, the, 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 the running backs are going to have to, you know, be, be strong, be big, you know, to pick up blocks, you know, give Brady that extra second that he needs. Um, I think that, you know, once they start to attack that, you know, Washington secondary, which can be attacked, you know, um, you know, I think it's going to, it's going to kind of slow down that defense a little bit. And then maybe, you know, if you want to loosen that defense up, you know, have them ready, you know, hit, hit, hit that, hit that running game, hit that running game, let the running game go. All right. That's what you got Leonard Fournette for. All right. Um, Sunday. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I just want to say one thing where it, where it all goes here. I'm not going to talk too much about the game, but all I want to say is to all those people where Ronald Jones goes, I just want to say, told you so. I knew Ronald Jones would probably become the main running back, even with Leonard Fournette there in Tampa. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, the man and the man's done his numbers. Listen. So. I, I, I totally and I totally agree with you because I told I said yo Ronald Jones when we drafted Ronald Jones I mean USC I was like Ronald Jones gonna be that dude I was mad when Ronald Jones didn't do nothing in his rookie year I said okay then the second year got a little bit better but now he's getting it and I'm not mad at that so if he can feel like he can handle the load um, I think that um you know he he should be establish himself as like you said the number one back. You know, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I, and I like I like Ronald Jones. He's come a long way, and I think that he, he you know, he's doing it at, at the pace that he's supposed to be doing it at because he's got better every year, and I'm not mad at that. And then that then just so people know this too, before we go on to Sunday's games, that's exactly how the longer term running backs go. When you get the running backs that start off their rookie year. Those are those those types of running backs only last five seasons. You get them that start off slowly and move up. You know they they have a uh, they have longevity like an Emmitt Smith or an Eric or an Eric Dickerson or a Walter Payton. Right. Okay. 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 Because they they get they get a chance to kind of like you know gradually get better. Okay. Instead of just wearing themselves down in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you because once like you said if you're a rookie. And you run for fifteen hundred yards, and you run for a thousand yards. Your next year, they're gonna be looking at you sideways. Oh yeah, they're gonna be gunning for you. If you don't think you, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. And if you don't think I, mean, I know what I'm talking about here, just ask guys like Ronnie Brown. Look what's happened to Ezekiel Elliott. Right, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a right. That's right. Absolutely right. You know, so when you talk about those guys like that, um, that you know are going to be impactful. You know, they, um, 
you know, they start off fast and then, you know, they gradually start to deteriorate as opposed to, like you said, a Ronald Jones who started off with the expectation was for him to be that guy. And it didn't really, you know, it didn't happen. Okay. But he stuck around. He worked hard. He didn't get cut. You know what I'm saying? So, and now we're looking at him as being the guy. And now he's in the playoffs. There you go. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, so we in the building, man. Actually, it's 2.0 AKA the sideline pass Wednesday night edition, man. We're doing an hour tonight. Um, next week, we're going to be back with the first official, official tissue show of 2021, y'all. It's 2021. Happy New Year and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man, we in the building and we going through some things and we're trying to make it happen and still deal with what we're dealing with, man, and still talk about sports and have fun doing it. I hope you're all out there, um, doing whatever it is you do, man, but enjoy yourself and being safe. All right. Um, Sunday, man, Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Baltimore should remember what happened to them last year when Tennessee came to see them in the playoffs. They had the week off. They had the bye. They was killing it. And Derrick Henry and them came in and, and busted-ish. Um, these two teams, man, you know what they want to do when they get the ball. They want to run it. All right? You already know the Ravens, they were the top rushing team in the league. And then, you know, Tennessee, they got – the NFL's leader rusher in Derrick Henry. All right, Tennessee beat Baltimore earlier this year, remember that. And also beat them last year when we talked about it just now in the upset. It wasn't an upset to me. Because I picked Tennessee to win that game. I thought Tennessee was on a big roll last year. All right? Um, I think that, you know, this game being in Tennessee this time around, I think now gives, you know, the Titans more incentive, but I think it gives Baltimore even that much more of a a, a revenge situation for them. Um, I think that, you know, Baltimore's defense is way better than what Tennessee puts on the field. Lamar Jackson's probably going to have a field day running and throwing the ball, but I think Tennessee, if they can get a turnover in a critical situation, and I think if Derrick Henry can, you know, score, you know, a couple of touchdowns, get them, get get the Titans up early, then I think that it'll start to wear on Baltimore. If this game is close in the second half, and 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 Baltimore has a chance to 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 either go ahead, I think that um, Tennessee is going to uh, make something happen where Baltimore is going to be questioning themselves. This, I think this is a big game for Lamar Jackson and, and the Baltimore Ravens because, la- you know, the, the latter part of the season, especially the last, you know, uh, maybe few weeks, I think Baltimore was probably questioning themselves about, you know, from where they were last year to where they are now. And um, this is a game that, you know, some people are picking Baltimore to win, and I think that um, Tennessee could win it. Okay. And uh, we'll talk about who we like uh, winning this game at the end of the show. But remember, a lot of people thought Baltimore was going to beat Tennessee last year, and it was in Baltimore. Okay? 
Thoughts on it, Bob? Ravens and the Titans. I'll say this. I'll say this where it goes. A lot, a lot of uh, background there. Uh, but uh, you know, I'll say this where it goes. <clears throat> Beginning of the year, I was saying that the Ravens were going to dominate. Everybody had it figured out that the Ravens would dominate and, and own the uh, season. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll say when the, when unfortunately and this is where this is where Harbaugh gets into a little bit of trouble he did not he, he, he did not realize that they eventually just started to figure it out on him they started to figure it out on uh, Lamar and whatnot you know I mean you know when he's going to constantly run the ball and you're not and he's not letting all the capable running backs that he has run it. It became figured out, and it didn't matter how strong the offensive line was. If you know Lamar is going to hold on to the ball, you're not giving your offensive line, no matter how good great it is, a break, and eventually Lamar is going to be sacked. And I just kind of think they figured it out a little bit more that when they do throw the ball, there is time for coverage to be made on any receiver, and I think that hurts Lamar more than anything else. And I think that's what's going to probably hurt him when they got to face when they got to face the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill is looking great. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry looking great. Can that defense hold up against them? That's what's going to have to really help them if they are, they are to secure to secure a first round victory. No doubt. I mean, you know, when you talk about a team like you know. Um, you know, Baltimore, you know, they have, I think they have the chip on their shoulder from last year. They embarrassed themselves, so they have to kind of like, um, you know, um, get together from that. And in Tennessee, you know, um, they want to show that last year wasn't a fluke. Even though, you know, defensively, Tennessee has some questions. But um, I think this is, you know, this game is about what Baltimore is going to bring to the table. You know? Um, Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Bears seemed to get better a little bit, you know, last month, but that was against bad teams. They didn't really do anything against Green Bay last week, but they're in the playoffs. Um, New Orleans, they have a, uh, you know, a t- their defense is serious, and Mitch Trubisky is going to have to, you know, um, you know, suck it up, and he's going to have to really, really play some, you know, play some, some great football. You know what I mean? This is his chance to go on the road, win the playoff game, shut up his his, his doubters because they're out there. I'm one of them. Um, and he's going to have to show up, you know. And I think that, you know, being that New Orleans offense isn't as explosive this year as, as it's been, you know, in, in years prior. Um, and um, Alvin Kamara is not going to play. Um, I think that the Bears are going to hang around in this one. Okay, they, they, the game that they played them recently against the Saints, um, they, it was a close game. So, um, and it's not like we haven't seen New Orleans blow a playoff game in the past, you know, a couple of seasons. So, I think that the Chicago Bears have a chance to to do something that, you know, nobody expects them to do. And I think that, um, you know, as long as they 
you know, keep the turnovers to a minimum, keep the, you know, the negative plays to a minimum, keep New Orleans offense off the field. I think the Bears might have a shot. I think the Bears might have a shot. Now, you know, I think people are sleeping on the Bears. And I think, you know, um, if Mitch Trubisky can get out of his own way, they'll be all right. Because remember, I think a lot of people might say, well, at least me, I talked about the Bears. But I talked about them more on, on, from a defensive perspective, you know. Um, I didn't think that, you know, Nick Foles was going to light the world up, but I thought, you know, Nick Foles would be at least – Nick Foles was supposed to be quarterback in this team, period. That's what I thought, you know what I mean? But I think that, you know, Nick Foles regressed. He's regressed in the last couple of years you know, since his injury. But um, it is what it is, man. I think that uh, whatever um, – Trubisky can do, it's got to be positive. It's got to be positive. All right? Um, call this the biggest game of Mitch Trubisky's career. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be too far fetched to say that. What if Mitch Trubisky has a, a, tears, tears New Orleans up? Then what? You know what I mean? So let's just hope that it's a good game and um, the Chicago Bears show up um, against the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Uh, now we got the primetime game on Sunday night. We got the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Bob, did you want to comment on the Saints and the Bears? Not really much to comment on there. You know, I agree with a lot of what you said. All I know is that this is the you know from from here to whatever happens to them during the off season and whatnot. This is a redemption year for Trubisky. Um, if he, win, if he wins this game, it could be. I mean, you know, I, I think if, he, if, if Trubisky has a big game, he does win, and, and what I mean by big game, he doesn't have to throw for 400 yards. He just has to keep the, you know, the turnovers to a minimum. You know what I mean? Um, even, you know, if he gets some, you know, a few yards running the ball, because he, he, he can move around, Okay. And um, if he can, you know, keep, again, he's going to have a turnover. I know it. You know what I mean? It just depends on where in the game that turnover occurs. But I think if Mitch Trubisky can have a pretty much a pretty positive game and keep the turnovers to a minimum, get, the, you know, and keep them out of third and long, and, 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 and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland beat Pittsburgh last week. To get into the playoffs, but I think you know that was against the Steelers team that you know uh, had a lot of players on the bench. Ben Roethlisberger um, was one of them. Um, Cleveland Browns coach Kevin Stefanski is going to be out with COVID nineteen, uh, so I think that what Cleveland is going to do in uh, their biggest game in recent memory is going to be um, you know run the ball at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they definitely have a running game. Definitely. So I think that, you know, what the um, Cleveland Browns do is, you know, to attack. They're going to attack Pittsburgh. They're going to attack Pittsburgh. They're going to attack Pittsburgh. I think they're going to have to control the clock. Let Baker Mayfield kind of, you know, make some plays on the move. If he can, you know, get some positive yardage on plays, make it happen. But Baker Mayfield has to play within himself. He can't feel like he's a superstar. He has to play within himself. Um, the Steelers' defense always steps up in big spots. 
and I think that this is one of the spots that they that they step up in. Um, ben Roethlisberger came alive um, in the second half of their game against the Indianapolis Colts, and I think that uh, he's going to have a good game against Cleveland. Uh, again, you know Pittsburgh has a has a very very good record against Cleveland in Pittsburgh, so you got to look at it from that perspective, man. I think that when you when you have a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers who gone what they've gone through in the last month, um, it, it, it you know now is when their backs are to the wall. You know when they were eleven to know, a lot of people were saying, well, they didn't really play anybody. Um, you know, it, you know. And I had to talk with my guy Slate. Slate is one of the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fans I know, uh, personally. And this is when they were eleven zero, and I told him, I said, Slate, man, um, you know your guys are eleven and zero. You know, twelve and four won't be a good look. I told him that when they were eleven and zero. I told him, I said, twelve and four won't be. Oh no, no, we're gonna be all right. I said, I don't know, man. You know. Um, then you you know suffered some injuries on the defensive side, Bud Dupree and those guys, and you know the running game was non-existent. You know, so now here you are, you know, playing the Cleveland Browns in a game that the Cleveland Browns can win. But I think that again, you know, you guys, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, they you know they rested a lot of their players in that in in, in that season ender, and now you know it's it's for real now. Now is when the real season starts. And we'll see what the um, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers give us on Sunday night. Um, any thoughts on the Browns and the Steelers, Bob? All right. Bob has no thoughts on the on the Browns and the Steelers. Talk a little NBA real quick before we get up out of here, man. We're going to do an hour tonight. Next week is two hours. You already know what it is. After further review. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass for the 21 season. Yes, we back in the building, live and direct, making it do what it do on Spreaker.com. After further review, X and VR Network and all that good stuff right there. Real quick, man, some thoughts about the NBA, man. Um, real quick, um, I'm, I'm not really – Feeling the NBA right now, to tell you the truth, man. I haven't really been into it. I watched a couple of games, man, you know, kind of keeping up with my Knicks and stuff like that. But this first half and second half thing is a problem for me. But I just want to see what happens. I'm, I'm not going to even make any predictions until um, the start of the second half, okay, because you don't know what's going to happen to who with this, you know, pandemic situation going on. You don't know who's going to be around. Um, and it's just still see the same. The schedule, you know, it's, it's crazy and, you know, 72 games and all that. So, I, you know, I'm not really, you know, hyped about the NBA. But um, real quick, man, um, the Sixers, man, uh, um, doing what they do, man. You know, um, Doc Rivers trying to, you know, put his stamp on, on on a situation that would be a monster if they got if they ever got together. If they ever got the Sixers together, it would be it would be a monster. That they would have a situation in 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 Philadelphia, man. Um I think that when you talk about the Sixers, man, you know, Joel Embiid, you know, he's been, you know, all, you know, he's been, you know, very, very good this season. Um Tobias Harris is doing his numbers. Uh, 
I think even, you know, if, if the rumors are true, Ben Simmons hit a three, a three-point shot. So I think that, um, again, you know, the, the, the Sixers haven't really played anybody. The schedule's been very weak. Their record is 6-1. That's fine, you know. Um, but I think that defensively they've been really, really good. And I think that that's a great thing. Um, but I know that right now what the Sixers have, have they have some guys who can dribble and shoot. And that's, that's always a good thing. Um, the Indiana Pacers. Um, when you, when you talk about, um, this team, they've always been, you know, a constant, you know, in, in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're doing their numbers, you know, defensively. Miles Turner, you know, doing his thing. Um, the Pacers are playing a much more aggressive style, forcing turnovers, trying to throw some zone defense in there a little bit. And I think that when you when you have a team like the Pacers that have a lot of options, you know, um, they can they can you know um, really really hurt you. Um, again, you know, a kid like Demonis Sabonis. He's shooting two and a half three pointers a game. He's made most of them. Okay, Miles um, <clears throat> Turner is still you know doing what he does in the middle, holding it down. Um, I think that when you when you when you have a guy like Miles Turner who can you know crash the boards and, and maybe you know hit some three pointers, and then you have a kid like Stavonis who could do the same thing. Um, defenses are really not used to. Uh, Miles Turner putting the ball on the floor, you know. Um, Sabonis is having his way with people in the post, and then his passing is 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 great. Uh, Victor Oladipo is healthy; he's rejuvenated. You know, Malcolm Brogdon is 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 doing his numbers. You know what I mean? So again, when you talk about um, that team right there, man, you, you know you have to be um, as a uh, Pacer fan, you have to be you know. Um, pleasantly surprised by what you're seeing right now. Um, let me get to my New York Knicks. I um the New York Knicks, man, um, you know, everybody's talking about how great they are and how great they're playing right now. And they're playing very, very good basketball. I give it to them. I'm not mad at the Knicks. Not at all. That's my squad. But again, like I said, I'm not gonna jump out the window, man. You know what I mean? Take it for what it's worth. You know what I mean? Enjoy it. You know what I mean? Enjoy the good times, you know. And, and um, I had somebody talk to me on Twitter um, earlier this week saying, um, yeah, man, uh, Thibodeau is going to run those kids into the ground. I've been saying that, man. I've been saying that. That that That's what I'm afraid of. Thibodeau is going to run those kids into the ground. And we got another situation like in Minnesota or Chicago, and I don't want that. And I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that, you know, we can – um, keep, you know, Julius Randle's head in the game. He's playing great basketball. He's the Julius Randle that, you know, we thought that we were getting, you know, and um, again, as he should be, you know, getting his props as as, as uh, the leader, you know what I mean, and, and doing what, you know, doing what it takes to, to become a successful leader um, when people expect that from you, you know what I mean? And people expect that, they expect uh, um, uh, Julius Randle to be one of the, the leaders of the New York Knicks, man, and, and, and what they're doing right now as far as trying to get back into a winning situation, man, for real. But, um, yeah, man, so I think that they're doing what they need to do, man, and, and, and 
as long as they, they're a, a productive team and they're doing their numbers, man, I can't be mad at anything that goes on. But I'm not jumping out of the window because they're playing decent basketball. They're supposed to be playing decent basketball. All right? All right. Let's get back to this NFL football stuff. We're going to pick these games, and then we're going to get out of here, give you all some time, a week to get ready. Because after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, is coming back next Wednesday night, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Call in, all that. You know the vibes. We're going to get at you. All right? Saturday, Buffalo hosting the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game. I like Buffalo winning by about – I'll say this. Buffalo – they're going to put some points. Buffalo 27, Indianapolis 20. Okay. Seattle and the Rams, Saturday at 440. Um, those NFC West battles are always close, low-scoring games. I think Seattle's going to win. Um, it's going to be, un- you know, less than a touchdown. Um, I like Russell Wilson to do some things. You know, the Rams are looking, you know, kind of suspect. They're trying to be better, but I don't think that they're going to do enough to beat Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. Seahawks 20, the Rams 7. Tampa Bay and the Washington football team on Saturday night. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have been looking good. The Washington defense is no joke. I've been knowing that the whole year. Chase Young talking about he wants Tom Brady. He's going to get Tom Brady on Saturday night. We're going to see what it is. Um, I think Tampa Bay is going to continue their onslaught. They're going to score 35 points, and they're going to give up 17. Tampa Bay 35, Washington 17. Sunday, Tennessee Titans hosting the Baltimore Ravens. I think Tennessee is going to do enough to win. I think Indiana, uh, excuse me, Baltimore is going to do enough to win. But I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have another turnover. Something's going to happen. Lamar is going to either fumble the ball or he's going to throw an interception late in the game. Tennessee, 24, Indianapolis. 20. Excuse me. Baltimore. What I keep saying, Indianapolis. Tennessee 24, Baltimore 20. My bad. Um, the Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. Sunday, 440. <sighs> New Orleans, I think that, um, you know, this season for them has, you know, been kind of what they expected. They got the two seed in the NFC. Okay, they're fine well and good with that. No Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Big. Um, I think there's always an upset in the wild card, wild card weekend. There's always an upset. This is going to be the upset for me. The Chicago Bears, 21, New Orleans Saints, 17. Pittsburgh hosting the Cleveland Browns on Sunday night. <sighs> 
think the Steelers are going to beat the Browns. It's going to come down to the last seconds of this game. The Browns are going to have the lead, and I think the Steelers are going to win. Late field goal. Steelers, 30, Cleveland, 27. Those are the picks. Buffalo, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. All right? Matter of fact, before I get out of here, I want to congratulate myself. I won. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass football picks for the regular season. I won by two games over Slate, so um, I wanted to give myself some props for that. But make sure you check us out, man. Next week we will be back in the building live and direct, 8 to 10 p.m. strong, Eastern Standard Time. You already know the vibe. Uh, after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass, I'm going to shout out to my man, Pretty Bob James, a.k.a. Ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. Tua Bob James, a.k.a. Ryan Fitzpatrick Bob James in the building. All right? And we- <laughs> Word up. We're going to make it do what it do, man. Um, Yeah, man, so that's that, man. Just wanted to chop it up with y'all a little bit. Um. Make sure you all check me out, man, on Twitter at RMDesk. Make sure you check me out at the Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass on Facebook and all that good stuff, man, and, and, and continue to wear your mask and continue to do what you do. And um, I'll talk to you all next week. You already know. Respect.
my shepherd. I shall not roam. Takes away my fears. 